So hello, today we have with us uh, Rebecca, who's a currently a second year mature medical student at the University of Bristol. So welcome, Rebecca. Thank, Thank you. Um, so I think we'll start off by just, you know, starting it before medicine. So what, what is it that you've done before, before starting medicine? Lots of things. <laughs> Jack of all trades, master of none is the term that comes to mind right now. <laughs> so before medicine, I think it's important just to maybe go into my history a little bit and my background so that people have an understanding of my non-traditional route, if you like. And I left school when I was very, very young. I didn't really know what I wanted to do in life. I always had this desire to help people, but I didn't really think that medicine was a possibility for me. So I spent many, many years working in sales, in mortgages, in fitness. I even worked as an air hostess for Emirates Airlines in Dubai for three years. And although all of those experiences were, were fun and you know they allowed me to learn new skills, it wasn't until I reached the age of about 34, 35 that I started to realize that I felt unfulfilled. So um, that led me to medicine, but I did many, many jobs beforehand. Yeah, wow, that's, uh, that's um, a busy life before medicine. <laughs> was medicine something that you'd thought of when you were younger at all or was it something that really developed kind of after you've done these other jobs or yeah I think through a series of events mm -hmm. I started to realize that I was drawn to medicine mm -hmm. so for example when I was cabin crew I really really enjoyed taking care of patients passengers who were patients let's say they were sick on board for example you know, in my role as a, as a personal trainer, again, I enjoyed human anatomy and learning about the human body and, and teaching people how to take care of, of their, their own health. So, but I didn't really relate it to medicine. And I think because of my background, I didn't really, I didn't know that I could actually go into medicine at my age. You know, I was 34, 35. And I thought, well, if you want to do a degree, then you have to be you know 18 19 or in your 20s maybe so medicine wasn't something that I thought about until I really looked into different professions so physiotherapy nursing medicine and um, once I decided to to change my career medicine really stood out because it would allow me to incorporate all of the things that I enjoyed so things like obviously teaching people education, safeguarding, um, and, and just building relationships with people. So when I turned 35, I sat my GCSEs, did an access course, and then finally was accepted at Bristol. So yeah, it, was a, it took a, a while to get there, um, but it just, it resonates so much and it, and it really sits right with what I wanna do for the rest of my life. Yeah, because I think, medicine the entry requirements it does focus a lot about academic requirements you know a levels quite high grades which can be quite daunting for i think the people that don't have those but hearing all your experiences you have so many skills that are applicable to medicine kind of i suppose two parts one have you found that you've been able to use those you know so far during the degree and then two how do you think people that have other skills or how did you communicate those skills I suppose in your application or how did you show that you have these skills and to apply that into an application to medicine? 
think that's one of the, the things that mature students looking to go into medicine or any degree need to really uh, be proud of. You know, we spend so much time, especially with something like medicine, mm -hmm. focusing so much on A stars. But actually, being a doctor is not about just academic knowledge. It's about how you understand people and how you communicate with others and and how you make people feel so um i would say if you're looking to go into medicine then definitely on your personal statement write about all of the the skills and i'm not talking about you know the job you could have worked at mcdonald's but gained the communication skills in the world it doesn't matter what you've done but really take the skills that you can then transfer to the skills required to be a doctor and make sure that those stand out um, within a personal statement. Things like communication skills and, you know, empathy and compassion. And even if you've gone through experiences in your own life that have been really dramatic or traumatic or, you know, things that have allowed you to grow, put those in your personal statement because they will definitely stand out and they will make you a really compassionate, empathetic doctor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and have you those have you seen come through so far? I mean, second year, especially during the, these sort of times, there hasn't been so much time for placement. But have you kind of noticed yourself being able to utilize the skills that you developed? Yeah, definitely. I was told actually, you know, in second year we do a lot of role plays. So we have an actor, and then we get given a case, and and we pretend to be either a medical student, kind of um, interviewing the the patient or a doctor. And uh, I have been told on a few occasions that I should talk less than the patient. So I know that I do like a chat. I talk a lot, but just being able to to talk to people um, in a medical setting is is definitely a skill that has come in really, really handy. And and learning how to read people and learning how to, to, to read body language and pick up cues. Those are things I believe that you, you just learn with age. Um, and one of the things also to point out again, it's, it's not just about being smart and learning the book content, you know, as a mature student, it's the balance between those skills, those again, communication skills and, and knowing how to interact with people um and also the academic knowledge it's the combination of the two that makes good doctors in my opinion mm -hmm. so sounds like the social skills nailed down um on the time terms of academic side has that been more challenging what sort of things have you picked up that have helped you kind of you know take on the academic challenge and, and learn the content have you got any yeah. tips for anyone there yeah, I mean, for me, definitely, um, I'm, first year for me was like nothing I've ever experienced before. Um, because again, of the access course and the GCSEs, that my foundation was quite shaky. I didn't have, you know, a degree or lots of A-levels. Um, so it was a challenge. And studying medicine in itself is very different to studying A-levels and GCSEs, the way that you have to go about it. The content in itself, 80% of the content, I feel is not that difficult to get your head around. It's just the sheer volume of, of stuff, you know, that you have to memorize mm -hmm. and that you have to understand. So in first year, I really didn't know how to navigate my way through the content. Mm -hmm. So 
I tried everything, you know, I bought loads of books, I tried different websites, um, I tried to memorize everything because I was so scared that I was going to fail an exam that I went overboard and then it was just a mess in first year. However, second year, I now understand that you, you can't know everything and that's fine. It doesn't mean to say that you will fail the exams. It's just having a, um, a general understanding of the content. But definitely when it came to things like chemistry, you know, doing the labs, I, I struggled. I did. I struggled with, with a few things, um, probably in chemistry, biochemistry the most. But again, you know, words of encouragement, you just keep going at it. You just you know, find resources and you find YouTube videos and you find, you know, your friends on the course can maybe explain things in a different way. And there are so many free resources online now that even if you're struggling, you'll probably find other people who are in the same boat as well. So talk to your friends, I would say, find resources and just don't give up because it, it, you just have to keep practicing. If it's something that you're not great at, just don't give up and just keep practicing. Yeah. So if you could have had, you know, something you could have prepared for better starting med school, was there anything you'd do differently like now you're, you know, a year and a half in, or would you say actually it's just something you need to experience and you just need to um, see how it goes when you start? Yeah, I think I made loads of mistakes last year. The, the first one that comes to mind is probably um, with regards to where I was living. Um, I received my offer for medicine, I think just two months before the, the year was due to start. And I was living an hour and a half away. And I thought I could work, do a medical degree and travel twice or three times a week to Bristol and manage everything. And although you can work during a medical degree, you have to be realistic with how much time you have to set aside to study medicine. Mm -hmm. So I would say that is the first bit of advice. Don't take on too much. And I know it can be difficult as a medical student because you may be married, you may have children, you may have a job, but just be realistic with regards to what else you can do on top of the medical degree. Mm -hmm. um, and the second thing is, you know, don't try to be a perfectionist. Don't try to learn absolutely everything in first year, especially you're learning the content to pass into second year. You're not learning the content to be a doctor, you know, so just follow the learning objectives, learn what you need, and then you will build on that knowledge in second year, third year, fourth year, fifth year. Mm -hmm. um, and just trying to think of what else would I have done differently? I would probably have managed my finances a little bit differently as well, you know. Again, I had this mindset that I would be able to live just the same as I was living before, you know, and 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 live in an expensive um, house and have a nice car and and go to hairdressers once every few weeks. And you have to make these sacrifices and 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 just be okay with that and know that at the end of the five years it will be worth it, but just be willing to make sacrifices from year one, you know? Okay. I suppose there is so much location, you're learning the academics, but also how to study. Um, your finances might change more dramatically from potentially having a, you know, a full-time job 
before going into medicine. So obviously all different sorts of students come to any degree with different challenges. Um, but yeah, there's a lot to contend with there, isn't there? Um, okay, Definitely. we've mistakes and, you know, learn from them and hopefully now other people can, can listen to those and learn from them. But what has been one of the most positive uh, things that come out, has come out of the course so far for you? Meeting you. <laughs> mm -hmm. having you as a friend for sure um i think for the first time in my life knowing that a i'm on the right track and really seeing the difference that you can make in people's lives you know as a medical student we have the opportunity to work as nursing assistants at the hospital and I've done quite a few shifts now especially during the pandemic and although you don't have much clinical knowledge just the um the ability to go in there and to talk to patients or you know to to feed them or to wash them or to take their blood pressure and to to be there as um somebody that really cares that for me has been the most positive thing about being on this course and even you know when we have these role plays and you you you're in this position where you're able to you know to potentially diagnose somebody and to make a difference in their life it's it's an incredible feeling it's you feel fulfilled and you feel like my life has purpose and my life has meaning and for for me that is one of the most beautiful things that I could have ever imagine and I'm so grateful I'm so grateful to be on this course you know I think it's unique to um, I understand the healthcare shift as part of the course that was supposed to be first year um, but then you took on an additional job didn't you um, at the start yeah. to get down to, to work and I think being a medical student probably helped with the kind of getting started and I think the, the training they adapted a bit, didn't they, to get people ready to go? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're right. So part of year one, we're asked to do um, three 12 hour shifts as an NA. So we only did one because of the pandemic. But then I decided to um, to work on ICU as a nursing assistant during the first wave. And then now I just work on various wards. But definitely the, the knowledge that I gained from first year helped me in that role even if it was just basic you know when you're taking a patient's blood pressure and they say what's the top number what's the bottom number and you're able to explain or you know I struggled with putting the blood pressure cuff on a few a few times um but those are just skills that you pick up along the way and I know that when we go in, into clinical years you know year three four and five the skills that I gained working as a nursing assistant will then help me with my medical career so they all interlink and they it's brilliant it really is so I, like, at the hospital and um i found it was just being in someone's personal space you know like having to put a blood pressure cuff on you know they're in a hospital gown they don't feel well and you know you're having to move them around and it sounds silly but you don't have to do that very often to people so i think just you know, talking to someone, doing quite simple procedures, but you know, communicating with them and being in that space, uh, I think it's a really like valuable experience in going into clinical years. Had so, did you know much about the Bristol course before you started? So, I think yeah, Bristol is quite unique in that it's courses. 
was that something you were aware of? Had you compared many other courses before or how did you find the actual application process? Yeah, so when I did the Access to Medicine course in Manchester, one of the main universities that students tended to apply for was Bristol. And um, I, I loved the, um, the, the MB21 layout of the course because I was really keen to study the degree over five years. And I know that a lot of universities will require you to do another degree within the medical degree. And I would have been retirement age by the time I would have finished. So I thought five years is enough. Um, so that ruled out quite a lot of universities. Bristol for me was perfect in terms of location at the time. I thought I don't mind moving there. And um, I was also going to try to commute for the first few months. But also the course in itself, um, the fact that you have two years which are preclinical, you know, set at the university. And then in year three and four, you go out into hospitals, clinical academies, and you sit your finals in fourth year. So fifth year, essentially, you're practicing being a junior doctor. You know, you don't have many exams. You have your situational judgment exam and prescribing, but you're just, you know, you're, you're practicing those skills. And I know that from speaking to other doctors and, and medical students, there seems to be a gap between when people qualify in fifth year and they go straight into foundation years. And it's a bit like, oh, what, what am I doing, you know? So I, I found myself to be really drawn to this course because I didn't want to have that same feeling of, you know, lack of knowledge. So having that fifth year, designated just to practice in those skills um, and seeing patients on our own was really appealing to me you know so it's actually a quite, it's actually quite a new course for Bristol isn't it um they are mm -hmm. the fourth years now are the first fourth years to, to be on it so we're actually only you know a few couple of years into it but they did change the structure quite dramatically um and I think mm -hmm. the placement in the first and second year, obviously, we haven't uh, been able to do too much of that. Um, how have you found the online uh, online learning and online placement? How's that been? You know, some days I'm so grateful that I can get up, put my pajamas and dressing gown on, and study at home for the day. And then other times I just really miss being in an environment. You know, and one of the things that I was so excited about when I first started, and it may sound silly for some, but I was so excited just to sit in a lecture hall. It was something that I've always, that I always wanted to do. And I, you know, I was, and I remember the first day and I was like, can you eat in here? And, you know, can you drink in here? Like, I, I, <laughs> I remember that. And I was like a little kid there with my backpack and I was like, oh, you know, it's like it's so overwhelming. So I do miss you know in between lectures going for a coffee and seeing other people um being disciplined when you're at home if you have two or three lectures to get through it is very easy to get distracted i mean i'm two or three meters away from the fridge in the kitchen <laughs> and i have a cat that's very demanding so it is a lot more difficult to stay focused and disciplined but over the last few months what i try and do is when we receive the timetable I just stick to the timetable. So even if a lecture isn't live and it's just recorded, rather than saying, right, I'll do that one tomorrow, I'll just do it on the day. Otherwise, you know, there's so much content that it's easy just to, to say, do it in a few days and then you never get round to it. So I just try 
not all the time, you know, I'm not probably 80% of the time I'm able to, um, but I just try and have some kind of structure, you know, I get up in the morning, do my Anki flashcards every day, and then make, <laughs> make a coffee, um, and then just start the day, um, and that seems to work quite well for me. Yeah, okay, you're definitely a... <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay, so just uh, to finish off looking a bit beyond med school, are there any specialities that you have your eye on that you think you know could be for you or that you're particularly interested in? Yeah, so when I first started, my goal was general practice. You know, that was definitely the only route that I could uh, envisage myself working in and and at the start of second year we had a project and I was lucky enough to work with a child and adolescent psychiatrist uh, Dr Claire Short and she is one of the most incredible people I've ever ever met and um, it made me realize that one of the things in medicine that I really enjoy is talking to people you know I I, I really can't see myself being in a hospital setting and doing clinical procedures or, you know, being in a theatre that doesn't resonate with me at all. So I'm kind of torn at the moment between psychiatry, where because of my background, I think that it's really important for me to have this role in safeguarding and working with kids, but also general practice, because I like the idea, again, of building those relationships with patients, you're dealing with, you know, children, babies, elderly people, um, and being self-employed, you know, potentially having my own practice or being a locum GP, so you can, you know, schedule your own um, timetable. So at the moment, in second year, I kind of sit between the two, but I think once we start to go on clinical placements, and we have rotations in different specialties, then I can understand more which one would be more appropriate. And it doesn't really matter how long it takes because once you finish your foundation years, it's another three years to become a GP, but eight years for psychiatry. But, you know, I'm not going to base my decision based on that. It will be um, what resonates more with me at the time. But right now, those are my two um, areas of interest. Awesome, thank you. Um, so if anyone wants to hear more from Bex, she has an Instagram page, which I'll put the link to below, and also a YouTube channel where she talks more about her journey and more about um, sharing uh, her journey and how other people can achieve what, um, what, you know, what they want to achieve. So I don't know if you want to tell anyone just a little bit about that and where they can find you. Yeah, definitely. So <laughs> a lot of people say... Um, what did you do before medicine? And then when I started telling people about my background and what I'd done before and what I'd done to get into medicine, I think 99% of people thought I was crazy. And then a few people thought, wow, you know, um, I think there's this common misconception or, or myth that if you get to a certain age that it's too late, or if you don't have GCSEs, then you definitely can't go to university. And actually, I just want to inspire other people to kind of, you know, do the same. And I say to people, if I can do it coming from nothing and having no GCSEs, 
I mean, not even an English GCSE and ending up now training to be a doctor or any degree, you know, it doesn't have to be medicine, then I just want to get the message out there that it is absolutely possible. And I truly have this belief that when you find your purpose and when you follow your heart, then you become just more satisfied and more fulfilled. And I just want people to to understand that work doesn't have to be just about paying bills and being unhappy that you can absolutely follow your purpose. So I set up this YouTube channel and we can maybe link it down below um, and then my Instagram as well. But yeah, please subscribe. And and if you can just share the message with others who, who maybe need it, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, very traditional parts are quite entrenched, especially in medicine. So um, just hopefully to see examples of people who you know yes it's been tough yes it hasn't been you know it took quite a few years to get there but you're here you're absolutely smashing it you know so yeah we can share that with as many people as possible so thank you thank very you. much for taking me to it with me today um thank you for having me no worries we'll link your stuff below um and then you know we'll see each of you might pop up every now and again with some uh, some different talks um so sure. Thank you very much. I'll catch you soon. Thank you.